an improvised D&D adventure. Hello! And welcome to City of Town! An improvised D&D adventure! Michael, I just didn't feel into it today. I tried something new. I <laughs> what did what was new about that? About me going high pitch? That's we've done that like a million times. <laughs> Drop the mic. I'll go acapella. Wait, I'm sorry. You going high pitch? Do you feel like is new? On that specific part, yeah. <laughs> I go high pitched on the hello. I don't go high pitched on the city of town. I. <laughs> feel like every single It was a one. disaster, okay? I'm no, sorry. It, I won't ever do it again. I'll never experiment. I'll do the same thing I, every time. No, I think I think you were great. I think I think there was no there was no way we were doing this where I didn't I didn't deliver a half-ass performance. You know? <laughs> I think you were never I think I set you up for failure and that you you simply you dared to dream and I was the citizen in the back throwing a beer can. I dared to dream of an improvised <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons adventure. That sounds fantastic, but Michael, me and my pea brain, we just don't understand what an improvised D&D adventure is. Well, let me help your pea-sized brain out. An improvised D&D adventure is an adventure that Casey and I are going to make up entirely on the spot. No character sheets, no prep work, just infinite amounts of dragon slaying and infinite amounts of D&D improv fun. That sounds fantastic, but you know what we need over here at City of Town? Snacks. Mm, uh, uh, okay, sure. What kind of snack do you want? Uh, I like popcorn. Ooh, can we make kettle corn? You don't make kettle corn in the microwave. You a lunatic? And then you just pour kettle on it, right? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you heat up water in a kettle, and then you just pour that on top of it. And you just get it nice and sloshy. And that's kettle corn. That's, kettle corn. that's how my family made it. Well, now we know what kettle corn is, but what kind of dice do we use on this show? We use two dice over here at City of Town. Which two dice are those? We use the D20 and the D6. Both of them? Yeah. Together? Uh, sometimes. Or separately? Mostly separately. Have we ever actually used them together? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So maybe don't lie to the audience. Uh, okay. Anywho. We use the D20 and the D6. We use the D20 for all skill checks, attack rolls, saving throws, and we use the D6 for everything else we come up with along the way. Like damage. I'm so sick of that. You know I'm sick of that. I know. That's why you I do know it. that I hate. I wouldn't do it if you weren't sick of it. Nothing is less creative than us saying the same thing we said fucking 46 so episodes the guy got ago. Mad at me when he tried <laughs> to do something. I tried to do my pitch. <laughs> Just because I'm hypocritical, Michael, doesn't mean you need to call me out for it, okay? <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is this podcast is over! It's freaking over, dude! Yeah, Michael, you better tap your way away. Do a plie! 
Is that what a plie sounds like? <laughs> yeah, that was precise, dude. I don't even know if the mic could hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll save our audio jokes for another time because right now we got to talk about rules lawyers. And the fact that they are more than welcome to listen to this podcast, but they might have a stroke partway through. Uh, because we loosely base everything off of D&D 5e, but we do not stress about following the rules. We do not go reference the Dungeon Master's Guide. We do not go confirm, uh, the lair actions for a dragon in Volo's Guide to Monsters. We make up everything here that includes monsters, that includes feats. We just sort of fuck around and do whatever the hell we want. Dang right! Today, Michael is going to be the dungeon master. The master of the greatest dungeon ever to exist. Ooh, so exciting. Yes. I, Casey, am going to be the player. The perfectly acceptable player. I am downright even. Downright even. Just like a variant human. Yeah. I am truly the variant oh. human of players. Nice. I like to vary it up. Would but we... like in a like a cohesive, tame manner. So is variant human officially like our favorite race in D and D? I don't like it. I think it's <laughs> I think it's a dumb concept. And so yeah, it is my favorite because I like dumb things. Good. I just like can you imagine can you imagine like classifying? You're like, okay, all right. So we've got orcs. Those things are fucking dead. Yeah, they're like Really cool, big, dude. Big green smashy monsters. Yeah. Who are not monsters. They're people. Yeah. But and, also kind of monsters. And then we got like tieflings. And they've got like demonic bloodlines. With and, like, like tails. Really cool tails. horns and all sorts of dope stuff. And then for the baddest ones of all, the one that truthfully has the greatest starting advantage, variant human. Mm-hmm. Va- variant human. Yep. I'm going to say it one more time because it sounds great. Variant human. Why did they choose the word variant? <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> Somebody's screaming at us. <laughs> because they get a feat, not ability score. <laughs> <laughs> we know. Uh, and it doesn't make it better. Boy. Michael, we're tenacious today. We're feisty. We're ready to we're ready to fight whether it's with each other or with the audience that we call straw man. Mm-hmm. Uh but that we call straw man. Yeah. St- strong man? Is it strong man or straw man? I actually don't know what you're talking about. When you make a strong man oh, argument? Straw man. Straw man. Yeah, yeah. So I was right. I I just didn't understand what you Okay. Go on. <laughs> I still don't understand, but because they were because ma- we were making an argument on oh, their behalf. Oh, I don't think that's what a. Sh- yeah, it might be. It that is what it is. I'm not sure it is. It might be. Yes, when you make like an argument that doesn't that can't really. I don't want to explain this. I don't want to. Ex- <laughs> okay, what I don't want to do on my improvised Dungeons and Dragons uh, podcast is talk about rhetorical literature devices. Our adventure begins. As all great adventures do, with you in a field of corn, looking up at a scarecrow. Oh, okay. It's a creepy scarecrow. God, why do they put scarecrows out here? Okay, if that thing comes to life, I'm 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 gonna run. Go ahead and do a perception check. 
A nat one. A nat one? Yeah. Uh, you you actually suddenly are quite convinced that this thing is coming to life. Oh no! Okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna start running. I'm gonna actually. Um, yeah, something about something yeah. about it doesn't look fake anymore. It looks like it's like actually like a real creature. It doesn't look like it's like canvas made out of canvas or something. <laughs> it looks like some sort of flesh. Okay, I'm gonna start running. Uh, right, I'm gonna. Run. I'm running. I'm running over to the um, the rest of the group that I came over here with. All right. Yeah. You sprint up to the group. Who else is in your group? Um. So we are. We're like a local adventuring party. So we handle like handle like local mysteries and oddities <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> the most adventurous adventuring party ever. We only adventure within thirty square miles. Yeah. We're of called, our town. We're called locals only. Locals only. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what what is this place like? Like <laughs> it's um it's truly like the suburbs of fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh with like a decent amount of like rural agriculture, but then like the one little hub of uh, of the community where you have like three freaking clerics temples, uh, and like a single school that's like right next to all three of them, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of like horse parking. Horse, yeah, you gotta have the horse parking. <laughs> Just a ton of horse parking. That's the most annoying thing about living in the city is the lack of horse parking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why you moved to the suburbs. It's that you have tons of horse parking. So anyways, you just got the shit scared out of you by the scarecrow. Yeah. You're running through the stalks of corn back to your adventuring party, locals only. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, guys, guys. You burst through some corn into a small clearing where you find your three other friends. Um, uh, and my my name is Fradrius. Fradrius, great, uh, great name. Yeah, I am a, a female half-orc. Okay. Uh, is this a civilization of orcs? N- it's a no. Or it's a it civilization diverse? of like it, humans, gnomes, and like a few orcs. Nice. Yeah. And of course, your entire you're a half orc, but your entire adventuring party is, of course, gnomes. Besides yeah. you. Yeah. Other than me. Yeah. yeah. And, and I go, hey, guys, guys, um, the scarecrow, it's coming to life. What? What yeah. do you what do you mean the scarecrow is coming to life? You know that scarecrow um in the Bjornson uh farm that's super scary has like those creepy eyes that have been like sewn shut and everything. Uh they all grab their daggers and pull them out from their scabbards as they look behind you and they say, "Is it chasing after you?" I did not wait to find out. So, what did it do? Uh well, I was looking at it, and one moment, I was like, that thing better not come back to life. And then the next moment, it was coming back to life. Did it, like, move towards you or anything? Um, no. So, it sounds like it didn't come back to life. It didn't chase you. I'm sorry, Are you? whose side are you taking? Here, let- the scary ghost freaking scarecrow or me? And that's when uh, Carlisle, you never, Carlisle. you never yep, believe, me. you never <laughs> believe me. And that's when uh, Veronica speaks up. She's the uh, one of the other half uh, halflings, no gnomes in the group. Yeah, and she says, uh, 
Here, lift me up above the cornstalks. Maybe I can maybe I can check and see if it's still there or if it's doing something. Thanks, Veronica. Look, guys, I know that I've brought you on a lot of mysteries after trying to start a locals-only mystery-solving crew. <laughs> and it's so far, none of them have tur- turned out to be true. But I really have a feeling about this one. As I'm going to start lifting Veronica up <laughs> to look around. Uh, so she gets up there. Let's see. Let's see what she wants. Veronica, with your, uh, with your dark vision, are you able to see anything? She rolled in that <laughs> 20. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Holy foul. shit. Veronica, anything? She, and she says, yeah, the, the scarecrow is right where you left it. It hasn't moved an inch. <sighs> I think. Oh, it, but. Oh, my God. What? That's not just a normal scarecrow. I knew it. There's something There's something really weird about it. We've got to go check that out. Wait. I, I'm going to like pull Veronica down and like kind of look her dead in the face. I'm going to be like, Veronica, I think it's trying to lure us into a trap. Well, it's not moving, but huh. what it's made out of, it's not, it's not a, like a standard scarecrow by any means. It and looks disgusting. I'm going to look over at Carlisle and be like, see? I told you. I didn't say that the scarecrow was made out of normal stuff. I said it didn't come to life. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go check this out. (laughs) All right. So what are you doing? You guys heading back to the scarecrow? Uh, Yeah, I think think we're all like kind of like just like moseying over there. All right. So you said it was dark. So it is is actually nighttime here as you guys move through these creepy corn stalks. Yeah, you don't look at mysteries during the day. Absolutely not. That would give you way too much light to illuminate on facts and clues. <laughs> yeah. As moonlight streams well, through the... Also, we all have to go to school during the day. So <laughs> I was going to say you had day jobs, but sure, yeah, you all went to school. Yeah. Well, well and then we, we work at the mall afterwards. <laughs> the mall, the local suburban mall? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I said it. That's what it is. So moonlight is shining through the corn stalks as you move through them. It's very creepy. Yeah. You hear like a Kah! in the distance. Oh, God. Uh, and you eventually end up back at the clearing where the scarecrow is. And you see that this scarecrow has not moved at all. Okay. Everybody watch out for any movement. Veronica heads straight up to it and and reaches out very tentatively and touches the scarecrow's foot. I'm going to be prepared if this thing moves to like sucker punch in the face uh, as Veronica's messing with it. So Veronica does like kind of jerk back from it, but it doesn't move as she says, it's made out of skin. <gasps> That's real skin. What? And you can see the scarecrow is definitely stuffed full of straw and, like, has, like, tufts of straw coming out at different joints. But as you look closer, it is indeed made out of skin and not canvas or burlap. Am I able to recognize what kind of skin? Uh, It appears to be uh, human skin. Okay. Um... hmm. Uh, anybody, anybody recognize this skin? Why would Mr. <laughs> Bjornsson have human skin? Are we sure we that Mr. Any... Bjornsson was the one who put the scarecrow out here? Oh, 
uh, Samson, you don't think that it was <laughs> Samson is Carlisle's twin who, also sounds... <laughs> who sounds the exact same <laughs> as Carlisle? <laughs> yeah. So yes, the adventuring party of a half orc named uh Freydson. Was that it? Are you a Freddy cat? <laughs> that may have been where I got the name from. So Freydson, the female Fre- half orc. Veronica, Jordan? the female uh, gnome, okay. and then Carlisle and Samson, the twin gnomes. That's, yeah, that's this advent- We'll go with Freydson. Freydson, that's this adventuring group. This is a this is a top notch adventuring. Wait, group. who is the final person? Samson. Oh wait, yeah, Samson, Carlisle, me, and, and Veronica. Veronica. Yes, that's our crew. Yep. And you're like seven feet tall, is that right? Yeah, yeah. As a, all these gnomes were like two and a half feet tall. Yeah, uh, that's exactly it. So, um, but we're we're a community that does not normally have humans. So occasionally humans mm-hmm. will come through town, but it is a little strange to find a human, uh, a, like a a human scarecrow out yeah, here. That's very strange. And it is indeed scary. Uh, Sa- Samson, why why don't you think that it, Mr. Bjornson would have this? We're on his land. I mean, doesn't that just seem strange that Mr. Bjornson would make a scarecrow out of? He's been here for so long. No one's ever seen him do anything weird before. I, who else would have put it out here? It, I'm gonna look around, check my surroundings, see if I if I notice anything. The kind of things I'm looking for are any like footsteps or like other movements in any other areas um, of like shadowy figures, or like crops being like trampled over. Totally. Go ahead and roll a perception check. Dang, I'm not good at this today. Uh, that's a that's an eleven. An eleven. With an eleven, uh. All you really notice is the fact that uh, you notice the fact that the crops around the scarecrow have withered and died within like a 10 foot radius of the scarecrow. Guys, I may have been wrong about the scarecrow coming back to life. In fact, I may have been completely wrong about that, but I do think (laughs) it came back to death instead. (laughs) That's pretty great. Remember that, Samson, for our uh, articles later. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, I do think this might be cursed. <gasps> a cur- Are we standing too close to it? And Samson and Carla both Ver- run backwards. Veronica, you touched it. You touched the cursed body. She, Veronica is looking at her hand very intently. as she, And she doesn't seem too concerned. But she looks back up at the scarecrow. As she says, uh, I don't, I don't know that that's how curses work. Oh, okay. And that they just transfer via touch. I. It, it might be. I'm no expert. Hmm. I should have paid attention in curses study. You really should have. I haven't taken that yet. I'm a year behind you in school. I know. Well, I'll make sure that I pay more attention, and I'll tell you what we learn. I was so busy with us coming out to random mysteries that I kept <laughs> sleeping through the class. Who puts that at 8 a.m.? I know, right? It's so unreasonable. They should. Anyways. Anyways. Um, I wonder if there's a way we could identify who this was. Well, uh, what about the clothing that this scarecrow is wearing? It's wearing the most stereotypical uh, scarecrow clothing possible. 
Okay. Um, okay. Like old farmer clothes, like burlap, very standard. Veronica, you're positive that curses don't transfer through touch? Let's see how positive she is with a dice roll. Okay. Uh, do we want to do a D6 just to sh- shake it up? No. Okay. <laughs> 11. <laughs> Seems like she's right in the middle. You know, honestly, I have no idea. I I might need to... We might need to go see somebody. I don't know. I, I'm scared now. Maybe maybe I did... Maybe I should never have gotten anywhere near this thing. And she backs up and she walks out of the... Out of the withered plants to be with Carlisle and Samson. Uh, and Carlisle and Samson sort of move away from her like, whoa, I don't want to catch her curse. Okay. Well, here's the thing is that I am dedicated to solving mysteries. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing like I feel confident about in my life. Uh, my my parents are currently going through a divorce. And mm. so yeah. um, I feel like my world is kind of topsy-turvy. Dude, it's tough when uh, orcs and what's your he- other half? Human. When a human and an orc? Yeah, my like, mom's human. My dad is an orc. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the only human who actually lives in uh, in uh, Sarapoda. Ah, when was the last time you saw your mom? This morning. She lives in in the town. Ah. <laughs> she's, she's the only wh- human who lives in the town. Yeah, <laughs> it was a while ago. This, is, this so, is human skin. You don't know how long it's been out here. Okay, I would recognize my mom. I mean, you, there's no face on the thing. What? Yeah, there's no face. It's just a bunch of skin. Okay, wait. Oh, whoa. Okay, well, now I'm fucking terrified you just <laughs> randomly killed my mom. I, you don't know. What the hell? I'm just saying. All I'm saying is you haven't seen your mom in like 16 hours. Scott and so you just found... A scarecrow made of human skin in the middle of this fort, in the middle of this field, and you, there's only one human in town. This just got so scary so fast, Michael. The stakes—they got raised too high, <laughs> and now I've created a real stress. Oh, okay. Well, so I am going to. Now I'm scared. It's my mom. So she had, um, she was a warrior uh, who is part of the uh, human army during the orc and human wars mm-hmm. of the um, of the first dynasty. And um, I remember one time when uh, when I was young and she was bathing me that she had a scar along her stomach mm-hmm. um, from a knife wound, and so. I am going to lift up the uh, um, scarecrows. Like I assume that has a buttoned like vest, mm-hmm. and then a shirt underneath. Uh, and so I'm gonna unbutton like the bottom two things of the vest, and then lift up the shirt to check for that scar. You reach out. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind slowly. Your hand wraps around the shirt and pulls it up to check to see if your mother's scar is on the abdomen of this fleshbag scarecrow. And as as the shirt rises to reveal the skin underneath, 
you realize there is no scar. Oh, thank God it's not my mom. Somebody else died, thank God. <laughs> oh, I feel so conflicted. <laughs> but thank God, guys. This is not my fucking mom. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys. <laughs> guys. It's not my fucking mom. Somebody else is dead. Somebody else is dead. And I'm so glad it's not my mom. Fuck. Fuck. It's not my mom. And I'm, I'm kind of going into a mini I'm, rage. Uh, I'm really... They're, they're, the gnomes are all kind of like trying to reach for you, but you're too far away from them. I also they might be cursed. And they're like... But they, they, don't, they won't come into the withered plant area, but they're all like, we're really happy it's not your mom too. Look... Freyson, like, it's okay. It's not her. It's not Freyson. It's not her. Okay, okay. And I kind of just, like, come, come punch down, a Freyson. bit of, punch, like, punch up some of the, like, the corn stalks. I just, like, punch them. All right, so go ahead and roll uh, an attack roll. <laughs> that's a, because I'm in a rage, that's a 23. A 23. Yeah, plus seven you to 16. Actually, you actually, you fist forward and it smashes into the scarecrow, causing it to just basically burst Oh, no, apart. I wasn't punching. I was punching. I wasn't punching the scarecrow. Oh, what were you punching? Oh, actually, you know what? But I was in a rage. So I was punching the stalks nearby. But I think oh. that that might have been too logical for being in a rage. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to roll to see what I punch. Um... Yeah, I definitely punched the scarecrow. All right, cool. So your fist flies forward, hits the scarecrow, and basically just tears it apart in one hit. As it explodes, the skin ripping apart, it falls over, and a horrible smell all of a sudden escapes from the scarecrow. As you look down and you realize that it was not stuffed only with Skin with uh, straw. What? What is this, guys? What's it's inside of this? Rotting organs. This, this scarecrow. It was, it was stuffed with straw while it was still a meat bag. And that's when uh, Samson and Carla both vomit. <laughs> God, don't vomit. It's gonna make me. <laughs> <laughs> you want to roll a constitution act to see if you successfully don't vomit? Yeah. DC 13? DC 13. Um, I'm probably still in my rage. Probably. So my constitution's probably decently high. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably like a plus four. Cool. We'll say. Oh, wow. 20. 20? You're not even nauseous. <laughs> okay. Pull it together. Solve the mystery. Solve the mystery. Solve the mystery. Veronica calls out to you and goes, oh, "What kind of organs are they?" Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to peer and see what they are. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. Go ahead and do a uh, science check. Okay. Or medicine check. Medicine check. That's what I was trying to think of. Okay. Uh, my intelligence is definitely down right now. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Whoa. But. That was still, that's a 15. Oh, that's a 15. Yeah, nice. with a minus three to my intelligence. Yeah, you actually have no problem recognizing the fact that this is not just one person's worth of organs. There are duplicates of certain organs like stomachs and hearts. This, this seems to, 
something seems to have stuffed this scarecrow with all sorts of organs and other things from it are they do they all appear human or do they seem i uh, they seem to be of multiple different races of all sorts of different creatures and everything uh as a bird swoops down and lands on all the organs and starts to peck at them. And it starts to eat and tear at the flesh of one of the, or at one okay, of the well, hearts. I will swat it away. Uh, you swat it away and it sort of like jumps to the side and tries to avoid your swat and he goes, ah! Ah! Get, get out of here, bird. Get out of here. You're ruining, you're, you're ruining the, the, the evidence. And the, the bird goes and, and takes flight to fly away. And as it's going away, it's going to roll. Oh, God. I threw that at myself instead of into the box. As it rolls, goes away, it's going to do a constitution saving throw where it horribly fails as it rolls a two. And uh, it's going to just all of a sudden drop out of the sky and land in the cornfield. Dead? It, I, you can assume so. Oh. It started to fly it, away. It like, was far And away. then it all of a sudden like just stopped flying and just went into the corn. Okay. I think this was pretty obvious, but no one eat anything here. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't tempted to. Yeah, I didn't think so. I think maybe we should get further away from this. I this is pretty fucked up. Yeah, I agree with Carlisle. Oh, thanks, Samson. Carlisle, <laughs> Samson, do whatever you want, but but I'm getting to the bottom of this mystery. Ah, there's something going around. And killing things, which means that the whole town is at risk. Look, I don't want to be—I don't want to be one of those things that gets killed and stuffed inside of a scarecrow. Then go home, Carlisle. Fine, I will. Come on, Samson. And Carlisle starts to walk away as Samson doesn't. Mm -hmm. and Carlisle looks back and goes, "Samson." And Samson goes, "Carlisle, we can't—we can't just let uh, Freidson Freidson solve this on her own. We gotta help." And Carlisle shakes his head and goes. You're not the twin that I thought you were. I'm out of here. Car Carlisle, if you leave now, you're going to be alone in this cornfield. Better alone in this cornfield than to get than dead with all of you. That seems like an incredibly stupid, stupid perspective because if you leave, you're going to be alone and you're going to get murdered in this cornfield. We're better together. Go and do a persuasion check. All right, because that's pretty sound logic. Mm -hmm. But I didn't deliver it well, apparently. As that's a that's a two. You guys, you guys can get killed if you want to. I'm going home. And he walks away into the cornfield. As Sam's a little tear rolls down Samson's cheek. He's never they, the the twins have never disagreed like this before. Shoot, oh, I don't I don't want him to die. As you hear the cause of more birds up above you. Okay. Gah, I... gah, and they they start to come in and land one by one and start to peck at the meat. Okay, I'm gonna I need to at least inspect this thing. So the things that I want to look for are how old maybe some of these look to see like how long this has been happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to look at the clothing to see where, like, if there are any tags or any things that showcase uh, maybe where these cloth this clothing was bought from and if potentially it was from somewhere in town. So as you look at the, from your medicine check earlier, when you looked at the organs, uh, you saw some that appeared to be much more fresh and others that appeared to have been 
more rotted away. But most of them are, they're all probably within the last like two or three weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. That's very recent. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a lot of dead things. Like the for... oldest one is like three weeks old, probably. Okay. Um, have there been any disappearances in town or anything that we've noticed? There have been. But you guys didn't necessarily think that people had sure. like been kidnapped, but you just thought they'd left. Well, um, okay. Looking at, yeah, I don't think I don't I don't think it wasn't, that it wasn't pe- people who haven't like randomly disappeared, but they did just like they left town. Guys, if this is cursed, then then that means that Veronica, you and I. Are, are probably cursed at this point because we've both touched this thing and, and I have no idea if that's how it works or how curses work in general but I think we need to get to the bottom of this and so Veronica you and I are the only two who have taken any sort of like uh, classes on like the different physicalities of creatures and stuff I, I need us to figure out um, which of the people who have gone missing recently could potentially belong to these organs? Oh my god. My my sister left two weeks ago. Did she say she was leaving? To go to to go to school. She did say she was leaving. Could she she couldn't be. There's no way she's that would that wouldn't be possible. Probably not. She she probably really did go to school. I don't. I haven't gotten any letters from her. Veronica, I don't know. Um, oh my god! I'm gonna look around, dude. I mean, oh my god, she was gonna go. I gotta find my sister. And she actually walks up through the withered the withered uh, plants and things uh-huh. towards you and the and the organs. Okay. And we, I think we're both gonna take a look and see what we can if there are any. Um, if there's anything that looks like probably gnome, uh, you guys do look through, and all of a sudden she she looks over at the other side of the organ pile as a bird pecks at a small uh, heart that it then picks up in its beak, and she goes, "That, that's a gnome heart." We, okay, we can't. Oh God, know if that's your sister. Oh God, were there any other gnomes that have gone missing? I mean, we're... She's the only gnome who's left in the last month. Okay, that does seem pretty damning. Oh, no. Oh, God. Okay, we need to figure out what's going on with this thing. Constitution saving throw to see... Yep, she does not throw up. She's good. Okay. Um, Okay, do I find anything on the articles of clothing? Uh, Oh, yeah. So you look at the articles of clothing, uh, and you realize that they are all locally made. Uh, from the same place? Uh, no, they're from different. They're they're from different uh, tailors around town. There's about three or four different tailors, and uh, each of them have made one of these articles of clothing at some point. Okay. But they all, all the articles of clothing do seem to be older. Yeah. Like, kind of yeah. like and like kind of like hand me downs or something like that. Okay. It's not like they were freshly freshly made. Yeah. Um. Okay, and. Yeah, and I checked around. I didn't see any any signs of like a trail that we should follow or anything. How far off of Bjornsson's, um, like f- away from his house, are we? Uh, you can actually see the glow of his windows on the horizon. He lives on a on a slightly raised up hill that can overlook his cornfields. Gotcha. 
I mean, if this thing has been here for weeks, Bjornsson had to have noticed at some point. I mean, just because just because the the organs are weeks old doesn't mean that the scarecrow has been here for weeks. I guess that's true. I. Hmm. But, but no. It, uh, the only lead we have to go on is that this is Bjornsson's property. We at least have to let him know or, or see what's going on with him. We can we can go talk to him. I've I've never known him to be a bad person. No, I haven't either. He, I mean, he used to give me little uh little pieces of copper for coming and and helping out on his land and stuff. Oh, he he was always so nice. very nice to me. Well, let's go talk to him. Maybe he's maybe he saw something. Okay, just uh, Samson, make sure that you don't not we don't shake hands or anything. Um, Veronica, you and I, we can't shake hands with Bjornsson or, or anything. We don't want to pass this curse you're, off. You're right. Yeah, we should. Uh, we should keep our distance from each other. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll I, walk. I think I'll you, walk ten feet behind you guys. I mean, I touch this thing too. I think you and I are fine. I well, I think we're both equally cursed. If we're cursed, we're both equally cursed. No, I'm saying Samson's gonna walk. Oh, 10 feet you. okay, that was yeah. Samson. Okay, cool. This is this this is Samson, and this is Veronica. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thousand percent all right so we're gonna go over to bjornson's all right so you guys uh walk through the dark cornfields uh as you walk away you hear the cawing of more and more birds as they swoop in on the the rotting flesh and organs on the ground behind you you look up and you can kind of see like a swirling like mass of birds basically okay well that's not that's not natural <laughs> uh <laughs> no it is not uh, as you guys walk towards the house, uh, oh, okay, cool. Uh, as you guys walk towards the house, you make it there. You walk out of the last uh, row of corn, and you can see uh, Mr. Bjornson's ranch house up on the hill in front of you. It looks inviting. The the uh, it's very nicely painted. It's got a nice fence around it, uh, and uh, the lights are on. Okay, so we just we just ask him if he knows anything. We tell him about about this, and I don't I don't know from there. Um, okay, and so yeah, we'll go up to the front door. All right, as you guys enter through the gate, Mister Bjornsson's dog runs up to you guys. It's tail wagging. Hey, hey, um, uh, Sam, Samson, make sure that the dog doesn't touch us. And the dog runs up and starts to try to uh, like get pet by you. Let's see if Samson manages to stop it. <laughs> Samson runs over to the dog, but it's a big dog, and he grabs onto its collar to try to stop it from going over to you guys, but he just gets dragged along, his feet uh, like not being able to be stopped as the dog runs up to you and starts sniffing you and jumping up and putting its front paws on you. Okay, uh, I'm going to completely ignore it and like keep any of like my like my arms up high so that it can't actually touch like my skin or something. All right, you do that, and the dog does keep barking at you. It eventually pays a little less attention to you and starts paying more attention to Samson, who's actually touching it. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, you see movement up at the house as Mr. Bjornsson opens up his front door and he goes, uh, "Zip, zip, come up here, whoop, whoop. come on, zip." And Zip runs over to Mr. Bjornsson and uh, and sits down next to him. Uh, hey, hey, Mr. Bjornsson. Oh, well, hey there, uh, Freydson. How are you doing? Uh, you guys are here really late. What's going on? Yeah, um, 
So you know how we started that uh, locals only? Uh, oh, your little adventuring group? Where you're solving all those fun little mysteries around town? Yeah. Is there a mystery afoot here? Are you here to? Are you here on a case? That sounds like fun. Yeah. It's you guys need some lemonade or something to to quench your thirst while you solve your mystery? Mr. Bjornsson, do you know anything about a, a scarecrow out in your crops? I got lots of scarecrows out in my crops. Keep those dang birds from swooping down and eating all my corn. How about one that is made of human flesh? And filled with m- multiple types of... Uh, creatures, uh, entrails, and, and organs. Uh, Mr. Mr. Bjornsson, do do you know any, anything, anything about that? He, he looks at you with sad eyes as he says, you all should probably come inside. Uh, let's let's get some lemonade. We can talk. Uh, As the uh, dog goes and sort of lays down next to Mister Bjornsson on the on the porch. Oh, I. I he walks over to the door and holds it open. He goes, "Come on in." I'm gonna I'm gonna look over to Veronica and uh, Samson, see what they think. Uh, <laughs> they both sort of look at, back at you for the same thing. Uh, okay. Sure, sure, and I'll 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 slowly go inside. As uh, Veronica and Samson follow you, follow along behind you, uh, and you you walk up the main pe- steps. The dog looks up at you and pants. We we want to keep a little bit of a distance. Um, we think possibly we're cursed. Why Why do you think that? Because we touched the scarecrow. Well. I'll I'll tell you right now you're not cursed. Oh, good. Good. Come on in. Let's let's go have a seat around the fire. We can talk. Okay. I'll grab the lemonade. Uh okay. We'll we'll go in and we'll we'll take a seat. All right. Zip stays out on the porch as he closes the door. I think the three of us like go sit a, on a couch together. <laughs> yeah, we'll sit on a couch together next to the fire. Yeah. The warmth is really nice as Mr. Bjornson comes back with a pitcher and uh, four glasses for for the lemonade, and he pours uh, four cups of it and gives each of you one. Uh, thank you. I'll uh, I'll fake taking a sip, but I'm not gonna actually take one. Do a do a uh, perception check. Just perception or decept- perception? Perception. Do perception or insight, whichever one you think is better for you. Oh, uh, insight's definitely better. Okay, so do insight. That's a 10. 10. Uh, you don't notice any sort of deception on Mr. Bjornsson's part. And you notice that, like, he seemed to really pour the glasses of lemonade at random and let you guys choose your glasses before he took his. Okay. Then I guess I'll take a drink. He also takes a drink of his. He sits down in the chair and takes a big sigh. He goes, what were, you, what were you guys doing out in my cornfield at night? Why were you guys messing around out there? Um, we were looking for mysteries. And, and, then, and then 
uh, I, I had to use the restroom, so I stepped away from the rest of the group and, and came across the scarecrow. Mm-hmm. He looks he looks really depressed as he like moves the the glass around in his hand. And he says He's he sort of stands up and he walks over to the window <laughs> as he puts the glass down on the on the cabinet and puts his head against the glass. He's he's really he seems really like messed up right now. He does not seem like he's processing this well. Well, Mr. Bjornson, I'm sure there's. You weren't you weren't supposed to see that. I'm sorry that it that it that you did. What? Why? Why do you have a scarecrow like that? I just need you guys to know I'm not the one who who killed those people. I'm not the one who made that thing. I just. I just let them put it up out there. Uh-huh. Wait, what? What do you mean? The scarecrow. I I I didn't make it. I know I get that. What I just I'm just I just let them put it in the field to make to to facilitate the process. What process? Look, you guys don't want to know these things. You don't want to ask these questions. You should just. You all should just go home, and forget that you saw the scarecrow. You don't need to have anything to do with this. Just stay in town. Keep doing your locals only fun adventuring group, and just never leave, and everything will be just fine. Uh, I'm gonna l- l- look over at the rest of my party. As Veronica is starting to cry as she looks at Mr. Bjornsson. She says, My sister left two weeks ago. Is is she? As Mr. Bjornsson, his eyes get wide. And he gets a little weak in the knees as he sits down on, on the on the bookshelf in front of the in front of the window. He says, I'm I'm so sorry. And Veronica just bursts into tears. What why why would you let this happen? Who who is this? Who's doing this? That's how this is it's how this has been for over a hundred years. What are you talking about? What what how what's been? Anybody who leaves our town gets killed by them. What? They're murdered as they leave town. Their organs are scooped out and placed into the body of an outsider. Into this, wrapped in the skin of an outsider, and then perched up in one of the farmer's fields. But that... It brings prosperity to our town. It allows us to be the town that we are, with bountiful crops and happiness and perfect weather. I just... You can't leave this place. If you leave, you end up in the Scarecrow. But... But I don't... How? What? I'm so, I don't do the killing. I just... Mr. Bjornsson, it doesn't matter just, if you do the killing. We just let them put it in the field. We don't have anything to do with the rest of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who they are. I don't know how, why this started. 
my I was just taught by my father that when they come to the to the farm to put up the scarecrow, that's what you'd let them do. You don't know who does this? I don't. I've never seen them. Are you lying to me? I am not. You can do an insight check. Fourteen. You, you have no reason to think he's lying. He seems really sincere and really bothered. Our town is the greatest town in the entire multiverse. And that's for a reason. A dark reason. We... Why don't we just tell everyone? Don't leave. Just don't ever leave. That's fine. I don't know. How, How do we find who's doing this? I don't know. Doesn't seem like you know much. All I do is not interfere when they bring out a scarecrow. And I gotta clean up the mess afterwards. I'll leave it up for one week. It withers the crops within a 20-foot sphere of the of where they put it. But other than that, it allows my crops to grow great. I burn the I burn the scarecrow afterwards and I let it and I throw it into the fertilizer. And, and what happens if I, the scare- I wasn't told to do that, by the way. That's just what I do. Oh. I'm sure other farmers dispose of them in different ways. They don't always bring one every month. What happens if the scarecrow doesn't stay up for a week? I don't know. I never I've never taken one down early. Um I may have punched one down. What? As that's the moment when you start to hear outside as zip starts barking like mad. Yeah, well, I mean <laughs> I just, I, I just, I was caught, I was mad. I, I went into a rage and I punched the thing. And Zip is outside, by the way, on the porch, not in the room with you. I know, I'm, I'm doing the classic horror thing of you talk over the barking dog. Sorry, I'm going for an aesthetic here. I love it. I love the aesthetic. You, I've, I've never taken one down early. I don't, I don't have a, have All a clue of these what could go wrong. Birds kept flying at it and trying to eat at it and poke at it. One of the birds died. Uh, as he, he rushes over to get a lantern and starts to light it as... As all of a sudden you hear clawing at the door. And, what? Uh, I will stand up and try to go over to the door to uh, open it. And as you open up the door, Zip rushes past your feet. And you notice on his back... He's got claw marks that look like bird talons. As you are you gonna close the door immediately, you're gonna look out. I'm gonna look out. You see just hundreds of zombie birds perched throughout the front yard of this house. All of them with their eyes glowing in the darkness and staring directly at you. Uh, um Mr. Bjornsson? As the cause start just echoing throughout the entire yard, deafeningly loud. They're not moving. Okay, they're not moving at just me or anything? Just tons of paws. I don't... Um, you, you've never seen this before? As Mr. Bjornsson walks up behind you with his lantern in his hand, 
<laughs> he just gets so shocked. Well, let's see. He gets so shocked that he just drops the lantern and it shatters to pieces on the ground beneath you. I mean, flames? Uh, no, he didn't manage to get lit before, oh, before okay. he uh, came over to see what was going on. Because okay. of the commotion at the door. Oh my god. What have you done? What have I done? You th- you were allowing people to be murdered and then putting them into a scarecrow. Are you leaving the door open? Yes. So at this moment, the birds are all start to ruffle their feathers and raise their wings and it start to take flight. Flying at us? They're going to start flying at you in a second. They're sort of slow. <laughs> Why are these birds so slow? Because they're dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess at that point, I will see that. And I will shut the door. <laughs> All right. You shut the door just as birds start to smash into it. And other birds start to smash into the window, starting to peck at it. And you see cracks starting to form along the window and all the other windows in the house as well. There's about eight of them in this room. You, Mr. Bjornsson, is there, is there a basement? Yeah, we, that's where I, I pickle everything. Come on, quick. Let's get down there. And he rushes over to uh, the stairs, which has a door behind it. And he opens up the door, which has a stairwell that leads down into the basement. Okay, I'll follow down there. Just as you start to rush down the stairs, all of a sudden the glass on all the windows breaks. As birds start to just stream into the house. As you rush down the stairs, you close the door behind you. Yeah, I mean, once Veronica and Samson... Veronica and Samson are already are already in. They, uh, they okay. ran past you. Yeah, of course. You smash the door shut behind you just as birds start to... <laughs> smash into the door. Uh, okay, I'll follow him down to the basement. All right, you follow him down to the basement. He lights a candle, which uh, casts a dull glow around the room. You can look up and see through the floorboards as you can see the... The shadows of these birds just moving all over the place above you. Uh, as you look around the basement and it's just full of shelving and jars of pickled vegetables. Uh, uh, Mr. Bjornsson, is, is there a way out of here? I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a side entrance on the side of the house that we could go up through, but there's lots of birds up there. I think I think this is the safest place for us to be. I, I, I agree with Mr. Sampson. I don't think we should go up there. I don't. I mean, Mr. Bjornson. I, I'm Sampson. That's Mr. Bjornson. I think that I have to. I think that if I can get the 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 horrible scarecrow back up, that maybe all of this will end. That that at least the zombie birds will end. Yeah, I mean, you can you can go for it if you want. It's it's over there, but. Look, you're just a kid. You you, can't, you shouldn't you shouldn't go out there, Mr. Bjornson. I respectfully do not value your opinion anymore, as you have clearly shown yourself to be surrounded in a state of of extreme ignorance that is not helpful at this time. Also, you should be ashamed of yourself. But that's just my opinion. Hey, I I am ashamed of what I've done. But maybe you shouldn't throw rocks and glass houses. I, You've lived here your whole life, too. Okay. 
Are you seriously trying to blame me for something? I'm just saying. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm just saying. But, but what are you saying? I mean, he's saying that you've also lived in this town, that you've also benefited from all the things, all the horrible things that have been done. Yeah, but I'm a child who had no idea what was happening. <laughs> You're like, what, 16, 17? Yeah, yeah with I, no idea what's happening. Look at you. You're a full-grown adult. <laughs> <laughs> Just seemingly an incredibly... Uh, you know what, Mr. Bjornsson? I am going to bring an end to this. And, and, and that means that I'm also coming for you. Just so you know. Me? Why would just me? Why not all the farmers? I am. You're going to... You, you are going to... I'm bringing down this whole system. You're going to destroy thousands of people's lives. You have destroyed hundreds of lives at least. I didn't do anything. I just let them put it in a field. Oh, you're so mad at me. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, you hear the door above you cracked. <laughs> I have to go, but oh, the birds are going to get in. I think we, oh, Samson, Veronica, can you, okay, if you can hide. Uh, I think I can shore up this door. If Veronica and Samson help me, we can we can secure ourselves down here. The f fine, you Samson, do that. go grab that wood over there. Veronica, I, you grab that hammer. I'll, I'll be back. I got I to gotta get this this thing upright. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the side entrance. All right, you go over to the side entrance, and you look up, and it's a dark, uh, like, pretty mediocrely made stairwell that heads up on, into, like, one of those, like, hatches that open up out of the ground. Okay. Um, I will look back one last time, make sure my friends are kind of okay. You see them grabbing the hammer, nails, and the wood as they rush up the stairs to go and secure the door. With Mr. Bjornsson. Oh, I hope this is not an incredibly stupid idea. Okay. And I'm going to open the door. I'm going to make sure to shut it behind me. And I'm going to try and, like... I mean, I'm seven foot. I'm not that stealthy. Are you, Are you like, bursting out of the door? Are you just, like, peeking no, out of it? I'm trying to... No, I, I mean, I think I'm going for it, but I am trying to be, like, kind of stealthy and, like, quiet so that the birds think that I'm still inside. Totally. So as you come up out of the door and you start to move forward very stealthily, go ahead and roll a stealth check. Uh, that's a three. A three. Uh, you know, the, you, you definitely make noise because you're moving pretty quick. It's not like you slam the door behind you or something, though. Mm -hmm. uh, and you notice that there are still hundreds of birds all around outside the house. And you can see back at the, back at the house, which you're right next to, just a, basically a tornado of birds going around inside of it with the broken windows. Okay. And the birds nearest to you that are outside the house start looking at you and cawing. I'm going to throw my jacket up over my head and sprint towards the cornfield. And then once I get to the cornfield, I'm going to go through it as low as possible so that like my head's not sticking out of the cornfield. As you throw the, the jacket over your head... You do happen to look back and see that the tornado inside of the house has slowed. And you throw it over your head. You run towards the cornfield as you can feel a rush of wind behind you. As the birds burst forth from the house out through the broken windows. The birds on the ground next to you all take flight and head up into the sky. You rush towards the cornfield. You duck down low. Do another stealth check. Uh, that's a 10. A 10. Okay. 
Uh, so the birds are going to get to attack you because they can see you, but they'll have disadvantage because you're because you're so low down. Okay. Uh, so the birds are going to try to swoop down at you. <laughs> they they attack like as a swarm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. They roll a three. Okay. So they honestly have have they completely fuck up as they're they come down as a group and basically the moonlight gets blotted out by them entirely. Yeah. As they swoop over to the tops of the corn stalks, unable to reach down at you. But you can feel corn falling on you as they basically just shred the tops of the of the corn stalks off. Uh Okay. What are you doing? You still just running forward? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I mean they shred it off of that area, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and roll again for another stealth check as you keep moving forward. You're going to have to do this uh, two more times before you reach the uh, Scarecrow. That is a six. <laughs> so they get to attack you again. This time they do not take disadvantage. Uh, disadvantage. They rolled an 11 plus four, 15. I mean, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, 15 definitely hits. Okay, so yep. that hits. So they get to roll 3d6. How much health do you got? Because this is a swarm, like it could kill you in one hit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I have fifteen. Okay, I don't you think have fifteen health. Yeah, two, six, so, so eight. eight, and two, ten. So they do ten damage to you as they swoop down. Their claws digging into your flesh, <laughs> like scraping your your head, your your torso, your back, ripping through the blanket that you put over your top. <laughs> you feel yourself greatly weakened after this after this brutal attack as they they've swarmed you and they all of a sudden all move back up into the sky as a swarm again and start circling overhead. Uh I mean I'm going to keep pressing towards the towards the uh, uh scarecrow. It's my it's the only idea I've got. Um Are you doing the same stealth check? I think uh yeah, I mean, I just got hit a lot. So I think that at this yeah, point, I'm got, like hobbling and doing everything I can to just sprint myself and pull myself forward, like grabbing onto the stocks and shoving myself forward. All right. Do you want to do a constitution saving throw or do you want to do an athletics check? Um. Well, here's the thing is that I have been clawed. Mm-hmm. And with that, I go into a rage. <gasps> you go into a rage! Ah! You barbarian half-orc, you! Which gives me five more points of health, so I'm at ten points of health. Nice! Uh, and uh, my constitution is a plus four now. Nice! I yeah. dig it! So I will definitely do a constitution. Go throw. for it. Not great, but that's a 13. Awesome. So yeah, you managed to... Uh, you manage to really rally, and you realize that you're so close to getting back to uh, this the Scarecrow, and you just need to get a burst of energy, which you do, and you head off into the Cornstalks again, making really great time, but the birds do get to attack you again. Mm-hmm. They roll the 16 plus 4 is 20. Oh, I didn't get a stealth? Oh, were you Check? not? You said you weren't being stealthy. Okay. Well, I yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. Oh, they get to roll their three times. Okay. One. One. Oh, I did it. Four. Uh, six. <laughs> wow. What are the odds on that? You have four health left. The birds come down, basically like arrows and bullets out of the sky. Their beaks piercing into you creating holes and gashes and tearing away chunks of flesh 
You are you can see the you're just bleeding and gashes all over you. Your clothes are soaked in blood. Yeah, I think I'm being surrounded by this mob of birds, and then I break through the swarm and through the um and through the corn stalk as I fall into the area of like poisoned land next to the next to the uh, scarecrow. Yes, and you suddenly notice that the birds are not coming into the spoiled land. <laughs> As I like kind of spit up some blood. And uh, you also notice that the smell has gotten significantly worse here. I need to I need to put this back. As I will try to I'm basically like crawling my way to the scarecrow um and like is uh, how destroyed is it? Uh it's pretty destroyed but you can absolutely like uh wrap the flesh back around it. Yeah. And use the clothes to just sort of... It's going to be jank as hell. Yeah. But you can use the clothes to kind of, like, contain it. Yeah, I will definitely do so as I, like, pull and, like, put the buttons back down on the vest and everything. All right. So you, you push the organs back together. They're slimy and gross, and it smells putrid. Do a constitution saving throw. You're in a rage, so it might actually, it might actually do great. Yeah, 21. Dude, I'm really fully in this at this point. You just are. getting this done. You smush the organs back together. You wrap the flesh back around them, doing your best to contain everything and not leave any holes. You grab some of the dead straw from around and use it to like fill in any gaps or sometimes to like tie off little areas like like sewing string. You put the clothes back onto it. The smell, disgusting and piercing your nostrils. You're in so much pain and agony. Every movement sucks. As you put it back together and you start to raise it back up onto its pole, right? Is that what you're doing? Yep. You push it up, up, up. It gets back into the pole, into the ground. And you take a moment as you realize that you no longer hear the swarm of birds. And I think I fall down next to the uh, next to the scarecrow, still still bleeding bleeding pretty terribly. As I look around, do I see the birds at all? Uh, do a perception check. Uh, a fifteen. Yeah, you see some dead birds littering the amongst the corn stalks on the edge of uh, the on the edge of the withered away land <sighs> okay I can't, I can't believe this is what's happening in this land I I have to stop it and that is where we will end our adventure dang Yes, yeah, seriously, dang. This suburb is fucked up. <laughs> it was, really is. Look, dude, Bjornsson has no point. Okay? <laughs> he had no point there. He had no moral point. <laughs> oh, you've lived here too. Yeah, bro, I just found out about this and am instantly trying to stop it. Look, maybe, you know, he feels bad. He's trying to, he's trying to I justify don't care. himself. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, he got defensive. No, I loved it. I loved that he got defensive. <laughs> I just, I was like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> you have no point here. I was so nervous that he just, like, murdered my friends while I was away. Oh, God. 
I mean, he seemed he seemed not to. He yeah, I mean, seem, I don't think he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he seemed to definitely be just like kind of a weaselly, pathetic dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was just letting this shit happen. Yeah, but hey, dude, you saw the consequences of what happened when it got messed with. I did, I did. Are you sure that that's the that's what you want to bring upon your entire suburb? I, I think that yeah, I think that. Uh, Fear, fear, Fearja? Uh, Freitzen. No, Freitzen. I think Freitzen just uh, pretty morally righteous, man. Okay. I, and also dedicated to a mystery. Dedicated to solving a mystery. Yeah. And so I think that she just couldn't let, I, don't, I do not think that she could let it lie. But that's what sequels are for, you know? Dude, I think that, that Freitzen is going to do some awesome shit. I think stuff's going to go down. And the locals only are going to go down in history. Damn right. Michael, these are the ones that frustrate me when we don't have sequels. I know, right? These are the ones. Like, damn, I want to know what happens. I know. I really want to know I what happens. I do, too. I do, too. <laughs> now, on that note, though, <laughs> thank you so much for listening, everybody. <laughs> thank you guys so much. We love you. We appreciate you. We love you a whole lot. We uh, hope that you come back next week, too, every Tuesday yep. here on City of Town. Please come hang out with us. Listen to a new episode. Tell somebody you know about the podcast. It always it, it's always great to have more listeners. That's how we grow. Dang right. Thank you as always to Ryan Riveros. Thank you, Ryan, for your phenomenal editing prowess. And thank you to Catherine Coolgen for the amazing artwork on display. Thank you, Catherine. If you want to get more City of Town action, go check out At City of Town D&D. What was that? That's At City of Town D&D. Oh, one more time. At City of Town D&D. Oh, At City of Town D&D. That's right. At City of Town D&D, only on Instagram. On Instagram. Okay, bye. Bye.